Welcome to episode number 34 of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and today we are going to be talking all about sweeteners. We have fruits, we have liquid sweeteners, we are going to talk a little bit about at the end about the glycemic index, and I'm going to break that down in a very manageable way for you. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So stay tuned, and I will be back with you shortly. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. As you know, I am well known for my raw food and raw vegan desserts because I have a major sweet tooth and I love sugary delicious delights. But what I wanted to do today was give you two main tangents to talk about. One, I'm going to just talk at a very basic level about the different types of sweeteners that are used in raw dessert recipes. So we're going to talk about fruit, we're going to talk about liquid sweeteners and how to use them in our recipes. And then you're to the end of the of the podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the health benefits of some of the different sweeteners, but I'm going to keep it really basic for the first section of this podcast episode. So as you know, I love my desserts, my Chocolate brownies are probably one of my most popular recipes, which are sweetened with dates and a little bit of honey. In a lot of my recipes, you will know that I often will give you a few different options for sweeteners, but I thought I would just basically break it down by talking about using fruit as a sweetener. So we're going to talk about that first and then talk about the different liquid sweeteners that are an option to you as well when you're eating a raw food lifestyle. So number one, when given the choice, you definitely want to be sweetening with fruit. When I make a fruit smoothie or a green smoothie that has a lot of fruit in it, or yes, a lot of fruit in it, I don't need to sweeten it with anything because it's already naturally sweet with the fruit, which is great because not only do you get the sweetness, for example, from bananas or dates or something like that, you also get a lot of the other nutritional benefits, especially fruit has a lot of fiber. So that is really great for you as well. So you want to be, when possible, sweetening with fruit. Now I get a ton of questions and emails about substituting in recipes. And I'm not going to tell you necessarily or at all really, You don't want to think, oh, fruit's the best, so even though this recipe calls for maple syrup, I'm just going to use bananas instead. And sometimes that can work, but when you're just starting out, you do want to probably follow recipes a little more straightforward than just randomly substituting anything sweet for each other. But basically, fruit is the number one sweetener, so a lot of my recipes will actually sometimes include a lot of fruit. Like, let's take my chocolate brownies which as you probably know, it's a raw food recipe that's predominantly based out of nuts, so walnuts and a lot of dates and some cacao powder to give it a chocolate flavor. And in that recipe, I think I call for, let's say, a cup of dates, which is going to give both sweetness and stickiness. So the dates in that recipe are doing double duty. They're making it a sweet brownie, but they're also helping to make the recipe stick together 
But in that recipe as well, I also suggest adding one or two tablespoons of honey because that's going to just bump up the sweetness a little bit extra. So of course, some recipes use both fruit and a sweetener as well. And again, once you get more familiar with it, sometimes you'll know that perhaps you don't want things as sweet or maybe even for a medical reason, you're trying to cut down on your sweetness. So sometimes if you see a recipe that has a lot of fruit and then a little bit of extra honey or extra maple syrup, you can cut down on those. But generally in the raw food lifestyle, dates and bananas both tend to be used probably because they're one of the a couple of the sweetest fruits. They're used a lot in raw food recipes, usually just to add sweetness. So, and as I mentioned, the dates, they usually add a nice stickiness that can be really useful. And then in terms of the bananas, often they're used for sweetness, but also for creaminess in that case. So when people will ask me about Like they might say, I hate bananas. Can I use dates instead? And depending on the recipe, like let's say it's a sweet chocolatey pudding that has banana in it. I might say, well, you know, that recipe, the bananas are used, yeah, for sweetness. So you could sweeten with something else. But in this case, you also are going to need something creamy too, because the bananas are doing double duty as creamy and sweet. So that's a little bit about how fruit is used as a sweetener in recipes. And definitely when you think about dates, again, people might ask me if they can use something other than a date. In terms of the dried fruits, dates are definitely the sweetest. I sometimes suggest that you can use apricots instead, dried apricots instead of dates, but they're not as sweet. So if you're going to use dried apricots instead, you're going to have to bump up the sweetness with something else, like maybe even a liquid sweetener. So I hope that is somewhat making sense. So that's in terms of using fruit as a raw sweetener. But again, you're going to want to follow the recipe. But when you're looking at recipes, you can kind of get a sense of like why so many of the recipes do include dates. It's because they're one of the best, sweetest sweeteners that is a fruit. So that is kind of like, even when I'm creating recipes, if I want it to be a sweet dessert recipe, I'll try to use dates first, but sometimes it's not always possible. For one thing, the dates are very, very dark brown. So sometimes I'm wanting to make a sweet recipe like a just a basic, say, vanilla cheesecake kind of recipe. Well, I want that to be light colored and creamy, almost white. So if I if I sweeten with dates, it's going to change the color. So in that case, I may want to use a liquid sweetener instead. So when you're looking at my raw food, raw vegan recipes at therawtarian.com, I frequently will use these three liquid sweeteners. And I'll usually say that they can all be kind of switched out for each other. So maple syrup is one that I use. Agave nectar is another one or honey. So they all vary a little bit. They're all generally similar in terms of sweetness. Out of those three, I would say honey is the sweetest followed by agave nectar. And then maple syrup is probably the least potent. But let's talk about each of those liquid sweeteners maybe starting with maple syrup. So maple syrup is used in a lot of raw food recipes. 
But it, they're all a little bit controversial for one reason or, or another. So maple syrup is sometimes controversial because although it's a really pure sweetener, it usually has been boiled or heated at some point to get it to be as in the format that you're used to seeing. So maple syrup may have been heated above, you know, 105 degrees Fahrenheit. But that being said, it is used in many, many raw food recipes. So maple syrup I love. And of course, you're always using pure maple syrup. And that's a great option for you. Now, I have been raw since 2009. And right when I started, agave nectar seemed to be all the rage as the most popular sweetener. It is made from basically the nectar of this, I think it's South American or Central American plant. It's almost like a big, huge cactusy kind of thing. Um, but it has definitely become less and less popular. Number one, I think it's it's very, very refined. And it. I'll get into the glycemic index a little bit later, but it does sort of spike your blood sugar quite a bit. It's kind of quite high on the glycemic index. So some people don't like it for that reason as well. They kind of say it's almost like similar to using, um, what is it? That corn, I should know this, but I never use it. Um, you know, like corn syrup, I think like it's people, because it became all controversial and people started saying, oh my God, you might as well use corn syrup. It's that bad for you. I mean, I don't know that it's that bad for you, but it does seem to be controversial and falling out of favor, but it is still used quite a bit. And I still have some in my cupboard and I use it on occasion for sure. So that's agave nectar. Thirdly, honey. Now, I do generally call myself a vegan. And of course, honey comes from bees. So it can be controversial. And I might even get a nasty email about this. So honey is controversial because it does come from bees. But in my opinion, unpasteurized honey is probably the most quote-unquote raw of the three liquid sweeteners that I mentioned. Maple syrup, agave nectar, and honey. It's the least processed and depending on where you lived, it may, from a local eating perspective, actually have not traveled many miles to get to your plate whereas agave nectar it's come from somewhere far away it's they've spent a lot of energy you know like refining it and making it into its format whereas honey where i live in rural canada i actually know where my honey comes from i get my unpasteurized honey from a guy named david who it's from his bees so it does come from you know animals so it may not be okay for you from a vegan perspective but for me I probably use honey the most of the liquid sweeteners because it's not very refined and not very processed and it's local and I really like that and I love buying honey from a local producer and I feel good about that for me so you have to choose your liquid sweetener that's going to work for you but generally in terms of my raw food recipes you can use any of those three liquid sweeteners interchangeably. So even if my recipe, like the brownies, I think it says two tablespoons honey. Well, if you prefer maple syrup or agave nectar, just use two tablespoons of those. And I mean, this is only talking about three sweeteners. We know coconut sugar is becoming very popular, etc. But 
those are the three that I have been using since 2009. And I still use all three of them, but honey, I use way more than everything else for the reasons that I mentioned. I'm not sure when I first, so I'm going to start talking about a different sweetener now. I'm not sure when I first started hearing about stevia. It's been a while, maybe a couple of years since I heard about it. But it's definitely a sweetener that's getting more and more popular. And in short, it's more popular because it has, although it tastes very sweet and is generally natural, comes from the leaves of the stevia plant, it is becoming probably more popular because it Remember how we were t- I was talking about agave nectar and how it's like, oh, it's so bad for you. It's very sugary. Well, stevia is not, although it's very sweet, it doesn't spike your blood sugar in the same way. So that's why it is becoming more and more popular. So I don't really use stevia per se in my recipes. Like I don't write it out, but I do use stevia a little bit and I'm starting to use it more, particularly and this is kind of a segue, I'm going to start talking a little sciencey, so hang on to your hats, but I'm going to try to keep it very basic so that anybody, so that our 12-year-old sons could understand what I'm talking about, because I'm not a huge science geek at all. <laughs> but I am a health geek, but I don't really like the science of it, so I'll try to keep it easy to understand. But stevia, it is basic... Um, form and probably one of the reasons why I don't use it to write out my recipes in the ingredients list is it's it's different whereas maple syrup and agave and honey you probably can use them all interchangeably in the same amount so like two tablespoons honey is the same as two tablespoons maple syrup but with stevia it comes in right now anyway two different forms that I know of. So one would be powdered stevia. It's usually white, but you can see it green as well. So that's like, I don't know if, what is that? Um, You know, like sweet and low and those powdered, really strong and potent sweeteners. It's more like that. So it comes in powdered form and a teeny tiny scrinic of it, like a teeny tiny pinch is really, really sweet. So if you have been using the powder or if I've sent you some powder in the mail or if you get it somewhere it's super condensed or whatever the word is it's super sweet so you only can use a teeny tiny bit and I find I first started using the powder and I do have powder and I use that on occasion but if you think about it let's pretend we were making brownies and we wanted to instead of using two tablespoons of honey we wanted to use like a teeny tiny pinch of stevia it's really way harder to use in a powder form to get it to like mix throughout the whole brownie and that doesn't really work it works the powdered stevia works well if you're making let's say a pudding or something that's really liquidy and can easily distribute that powder around but the liquid powder or sorry the powder form is doesn't work well in in like you know a pie crust or something like that because it's hard to distribute it does also come in drops in a little tiny bottle with a little eyedropper kind of thing and that is easier to use than the powder but it is also 
not as easy to use as like honey, for example, because again, it's it's more potent. That's the word I was looking for earlier. So it's again, just harder to use. You can't just use it quite exactly the same as honey, for example. But it is becoming more popular. And as I'm talking about this, I'm thinking like somebody really needs to come up with this, a liquid stevia kind of sweetener that has some kind of filler, like a blank tasting filler that allows you to use it and so that it should have the next, the same texture as honey in the same equivalent. I'm sure someone is working on that, but that would be way easier to use. But right now that's the, that's the state stevia is in. And again, well, why would anybody care? Why would anybody use stevia when they could use, let's say, maple syrup instead? Well, this is where the science discussion is going to begin. So I'm going to try to explain this to you. So first of all, there's the basic concept that I'm going to compare and contrast, which is like certain types of sweeteners just sort of like go right into your bloodstream and they're like, there's no filter and they just go right through your blood and your, your blood's like, woohoo, sugar! And you get like a crazy sugar fit. So that is what we call sort of like high glycemic sweeteners. So those are the sweeteners that go really fast into your bloodstream and what they do is they like... Um, increase the glucose level in your blood but all you need to know is like I said the high glycemic ones they go like straight into your blood and it's a crazy sugar party and that can be um bad (laughs) so then we of course then we contrast that with low glycemic sweeteners which just kind of trickle out into your bloodstream and they're um you know rise the blood sugar slowly and they're a little more stable and they're digested more slowly so when possible it's best to try to choose something that goes in a lower glycemic sweetener which just kind of trickles out into your blood and gives you um you know a calmer experience so this is sugars actually are kind of like crazy complicated but that's the basic gist of it and some people Like for me, I'm not particularly caring too much for myself one way or the other, but a lot of people who have medical problems, like diabetics, of course, you know, they're really conscious of the the level of glucose in their blood and insulin and all that craziness. So some people really care about sweeteners and that's why stevia is popular because it's very, very low glycemic as compared to the other sweeteners. So this whole concept of like the glycemic index is kind of complicated, but really, and I don't know how much detail I should go into this here, but basically, um, if we look at actually our sweeteners that we talked about before, so most fruit, well, a lot of fruit is low glycemic. So like apples and strawberries and things like that especially because of like some of the stuff that is also in the fruit. So the glycemic index or how crazy potent the sweetener is, is of course affected by what else is in the food. So yeah, so many fruits are low glycemic. So they're actually okay for, you know, some diabetics to eat, but other fruits are high glycemic. So for example, 
actually dates and bananas, it kind of makes sense that they're pretty high on the glycemic index because they are so sweet. Um, yes, so that's a little bit about that. And then the liquid sweeteners as well, they're pretty high on that index as well. So if you are really someone who cares about that kind of thing, like you're diabetic or pre-diabetic or have other medical conditions where you're really aware of that stuff, you should definitely check out Stevia and experiment with that a little bit. I think that would be very useful for you. So that's a little bit about the sweeteners. I think another thing to mention about this as well is I alluded to it a little bit before. When we think about making raw food or raw vegan or plant-based or whatever you're doing, recipes, sweet recipes, it really depends on what you're making. So you, it's not really something like you would say to yourself, oh, well, I'm always going to use stevia for everything because, or the same with, I'm going to use honey for everything because I hate fruit because a lot of these things really, the texture matters. So one of my favorite things to say when people ask me about substitutions in recipes, I definitely encourage you, instead of trying to really substitute things and make it really complicated for yourself, if you can't eat a certain fruit or a certain something, don't try to modify a recipe. Just keep looking for a different recipe that doesn't include that thing that you can't eat. Because generally, once you start substituting a lot of things in a recipe, it starts to go haywire. And then you don't know if it was a bad recipe or it was your substitutions. So frequently, I definitely will say, you know, someone will say, I want to make this recipe, but I can't have this and I can't have that and I can't have that. When I And I'll usually write back like, mm, why don't you just look for a different tomato soup recipe that doesn't use the things you don't need or you can't eat. So in a general sense, I would say don't try to do too much substituting because it does matter the texture of different things. But within those groups, like I said, you know, maple syrup, agave nectar, honey or whatever, you can definitely substitute within that group. So I know that was sort of a very intense podcast. But I think it's useful for you to know the different types of sweeteners that are available to you as a raw food type. And I guess I'll just leave it there. But maybe this was such an intensely crazy podcast. I should end with some sort of lighthearted story or something. It's nice and hot. I live on Prince Edward Island in Canada. It's very hot. Right now I'm in my office upstairs in my house and it's really high humidity. And one of the fa my favorite things that I've been eating lately and have been really fun making with a variety of raw sweeteners is different um, desserts like, of course, banana sort of ice cream where you freeze a banana, which is pretty high on the glucose index but that's okay I love it and uh, so freeze a banana and put it in the food processor and really enjoy that as sort of like a banana ice cream I've also been making fudgicles or popsicles that I love to eat in the summertime and how have I been sweetening those usually what I'll do is I'll kind of make a, a nice sweet smoothie which I probably would not use any liquid sweetener I would just sweeten with dates usually with yeah with dates or bananas actually um and then also I would sometimes have been using some leftover chia pudding 
that could be usually sweetened, not with fruit actually, but with um, probably honey I would use, or you could use stevia. Like I said, pudding is really easy to sweeten with stevia, really runny pudding. So I've been letting that pudding solidify and enjoying it as pudding and then any, any leftovers I put in a popsicle mold and and uh, enjoy those. So that's a little bit about sweeteners in the hot summer in my place and I guess I will leave it there. Stay tuned for the next podcast. I'm hoping to talk about sprouting. That'll be a very useful episode as well because I'm really enjoying making my own alfalfa sprouts and I'm going to talk about um sprouting seeds and sprouting beans and things like that so that should be interesting for you next time in episode 35 thank you so much for joining me i am laura jane the rotarian and i hope to hear from you soon if you do have any ideas about podcast episodes that you would like to hear about in the future shoot me an email at lj at the rotarian.com for sure if you want to be kept up to date with everything that's going on with the rotarian world do subscribe to my e-newsletter. It's free. You can get that at therawtarian.com slash newsletter. And when you sign up to that, you will get a free ebook. And that is the gist of it. So thank you so much for joining me and happy sweetening. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite, simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. And once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.